Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we're catching up with a friend of mine, Marty McLeod, and we're going to hear about how one of his sites lost about 30% of its traffic, and it was getting about 100,000 visitors per month, and it dropped down to about 70K. And he's been working for several months to get it back up to about 90,000. So I know this is something that people are either worried about, or maybe they've experienced a loss in traffic. So Marty, how's it going today? Uh, it's great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having taking the time to let me speak with everybody today. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is awesome. And thank you, Marty. It, we're in vastly different time zones. So it's the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, I appreciate it very much. And next time I, I promised you already that I'll wake up early to make sure it's a more convenient time for you. But we appreciate it, buddy. And we're just going to dig right in. So okay. Let's hear from you. Um, just a quick intro. We've interviewed you before, so people can go back and check out the other episodes. But for people that don't know you, who are you? What have you do? How long have you been doing niche sites and stuff? Right. So I used to be an electrical engineer. I used to have a regular full-time job in uh, close to Atlanta, Georgia, USA. Uh, originally, I took your course, five-figure niche site course, back in time in 2017, I built my first website, and then later I built a second one. And then for about roughly two years, my spare time, I worked on those until I made enough money to quit my full-time job and uh, do what I wanted to do on my own. And what year did you quit? So that was uh, that was like the, I believe that was the end of 2019 or close to the end, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. And we've actually met in person where there was a meetup that <clears throat> yeah. I held in Atlanta when you were still um, working and such. That was cool just to get a few of us together. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. So we were outside at a park and sitting far away from each other. So yeah. now this is where like two of my interests intersect. We're going to get to the the point of the show. But so you, you quit your job. And my other interest is, yes. you know, quote, retiring early. Now you're working. <laughs> Of course, you're yes. working hard, but you're doing it on your own terms. So how has it been mm-hmm. over the last several months, you know, working for yourself, getting away from the the desk and getting away from the cubicle and engineering and all the garbage? Yeah, the biggest single biggest thing I think was um, that stress, the weight that came off my back, because I know everyone's situation is different. But in my particular case, it was the my dissatisfaction with the job that I had, but also I was, I was one of the people who felt like I was burning out very badly because the technical stuff, like with engineering, like I was working on stuff at the, even the bit level, even, you know, hardware level, like down to even a, a copper trace on a circuit board stuff is so hard sometimes that you just stuff piles on and to have that off my back is, is amazing. And, um, but waking up in the middle, you know, waking up in the morning and feeling happy about life as opposed to, God, I, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. I hate this job. It's just remarkable. It's like 180 degree difference, night and day difference. It's, it's really nice. It's really nice. How long did it take to decompress? <sighs> yeah. Cause there's that weird transition period. So yeah, it was just a really odd transition period. So it was like, I think it was like, it took me, I noticed it took me about two to about roughly three months, maybe give or take. Before I felt like uh, I was kind of leveling off back to where, uh, you know, like I was, I guess for lack of a better word, I was deprogrammed, you could kind of say, even though it still takes, you know, it still takes time. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah. Uh, especially after decades, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, but somewhere around th- two to three months, I started feeling like uh, where I intended to be the whole time, like mentally, like uh, liberated, I guess you could say. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. When I got laid off, <clears throat> I know exactly what you mean. It takes a little time. Oh, wow. You, um, I had like a standing meeting on Fridays for years where I would lead the meeting. And that was often stressful depending on who the client was. They may yeah. really beat you up. And there were, you know, there were a couple months where, you know, you, I wake up on Thursday night or early Friday morning and I'm like, oh, is the, the meeting, the meeting. There's no meeting. I, like I didn't have a work laptop anymore. And then eventually you, f- you forget about how terrible yeah. it was. And um, hopefully, you know, you'll get there too, where, uh, you know, I'm about eight years away, seven years away from it. So I'm like, oh, it wasn't so bad. I hated it when I had the job, but now I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely. it wasn't too bad. <laughs> it was bad when I was yeah. doing it. Yeah. So, okay, let's get to it. Now you had this site getting about a hundred thousand visitors per month. Can you <clears throat> walk us through the traffic decline? Was it all at once or was it a gradual situation? Yeah, it was like towards the end of March, right at the beginning of April, where I remember that uh, it was actually while I was in Mexico. Uh, it was and it was and it was not related to, but just purely by coincidence, it was a, just a couple of weeks after I had done my page feed work, had all those improvements I did. But I noticed that the gradual my traffic was pretty steady at about about a hundred or just just over a hundred thousand sessions per month. Let's say let's just say hundred thousand unique visits per month, and it just kind of started gradually going down like this and so i'm not really i didn't have any clues as to any particular thing that would have caused that because i've been very fortunate in the past where things were always pretty steady for me as unfortunately other people had like major hits you know when there's a google update or something so i don't have a good answer as to why that happened i just know that it did and it kind of creeped down towards 70k yeah how old was the site at the time when the decline started about two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And then how many posts were on the site? Any other critical data that you can tell us about it? Yeah, I think I was at like, uh, let's just say I was about roughly 73 at the time, maybe something like that. I think it was about 73, 75 is probably ballpark. Yeah. And was this associated with any of the major algorithm updates or anything like that? I, not that I'm aware of, uh, but I mean, there must be something going on there, you know, uh, it's just that every time that I, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, there's this update and my traffic went down like 20, 30, 40, even 50 percent in some cases. I never had to happen. It just kind of happened. And uh, I don't I didn't find anything that matched up to it to explain it. But I'm, 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 I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why. Sure. No. Well, I think it's super common because you you hear, especially the gradual decline where you're like, oh, it's just off for like a week and you're not really sure. And then, you know, two months go by and you're, like you said, you're, you're down quite a bit. So you had about 73 articles or so, two and a half years old. Were you consistently publishing new content or had you moved on to another project at that time? Uh, okay. I, that was right before I, I went more heavy into the new projects. So I was, see, I was knocking out one to two per week. So it was somewhat consistent, but not as much as I would have liked. Uh, I had, I, that was before that was right about the time I was getting better about productivity. So at that time, it wasn't as good as it could have been when I was pumping out, you know, got it. 
All right. Yeah. So traffic is declining. You, you start working on a new project, it sounds like. Yes. And then you realize, hey, you should do something. So what was your first your first move? And with the engineering background, I bet it's probably similar to something I would do. Yeah. So originally, I just thought, well, I'll just keep knocking out more content. But then I kind of, you know, I took about a, it was like about a, you know, as a side note, I, unfortunately, I had some a distraction where it's some, um, some spam URLs getting indexed in the Google search console. So that was a distraction that kind of held me from working on my, my, uh, my traffic issue. But, uh, so I kind of, after about a month and a half, I realized that, you know, maybe I, I need to go about this in a more sensible way. So, uh, I, I remember that I had, uh, seen, uh, Robbie Richards, who's in, another SEO guy. And, uh, he has a, uh, some stuff about, uh, you know, site audits and basically things like that. Uh, I think it's called the is it content audit playbook or something like that. Sounds right. I think yeah. it's something like something. Yeah. Something like that. So basically, um, I thought, well, you know, this guy, you know, if you follow the example, somebody who has more experience and works with big sites, cause he's, you know, somebody who works with clients, anybody who's very more knowledgeable, you maybe, you should, maybe I should follow their example. So what I did was I pulled the data and in my case, I use Ahrefs. So I pulled the data from my website and I looked at the highest traffic organic, organic keywords I was ranking for. And I sorted those by volume and I looked for the ones where I was already ranking okay, but that I could improve on. And so I started working on those. So I took those posts and I went at, I optimized based on that keyword to try to go up uh, in the first page for those particular higher volume keywords. And then I did some other stuff later as well. Got it. And on those particular pages, were those the ones where you were getting a lot of traffic before and you could tell that there was a decline? Yes. Um, but also sometimes you are also ranking for an additional keyword that you didn't really consider before, or you didn't really think about, you just simply weren't aware of it. It's extremely irrelevant. You just don't, it might not have been the one you originally were, were chasing after, you know? So in some cases it was a matter of, uh, okay, well, this is just slightly different. So let me change this post to focus on this higher search volume keyword more and optimize for that. So I would put that in my tool, which in that particular case, uh, I was using Market Muse. I put it in there and I would optimize my own page uh, or do it, excuse me, would do on-page optimization based on that keyword and go after that guy and look at my competition and try to do what they're doing, but even better. And it actually ended up paying off, as a matter of fact. How long did it take um, <clears throat> after you would go through the on-page optimization and Market Muse? So... Wow, actually, um, in my particular case for that website, a lot of them just only took about two to three days. And I started seeing them go up. In some cases, it was like the one to two days, maybe even less. Just just depending on how Google was treating it. That particular, you know, sometimes it's like, how does Google feel today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's moody. Quick shout out to Niche Website Builder, sponsor of this show and the live streams I do over on YouTube, which you should check those out if you haven't. Basically, I just got back about 50 articles from Niche Website Builders. They absolutely crushed it. The content looks awesome. This is for a site that I am now documenting a little bit. So I actually wrote a blog post to cover 
the initial part of this particular case study is going to go on for four months. It's over at the Niche Website Builders website on their blog. So you can follow the link in the description and find your way over to the blog. The content looks great. It is all drafted in WordPress. There are images in there. There are outbound links. There are internal links. Everything looks great. I definitely need to go in and uh, we'll publish it. It takes me a second to, to do that. I'm going to get some help from my VA, but they delivered so quickly that I wasn't quite prepared. So it's a, it's a good problem to have and they're already working on the next month. So the goal, if you haven't checked out the podcast episode where I do talk about this particular case study, publishing about 200 articles, about 200,000 words of content, which is adding a pretty hefty amount. I think another maybe like 35 to 40% more content on the site. And I'm going to be documenting it along the way. So thanks to Niche Website Builders. And if you're interested in any of their services, content, link building, they did a big shotgun skyscraper campaign for me for several months when I first launched the site. And that helped get a base of backlinks and now a lot of natural backlinks just show up on their own. So let's get back to the show here. So did you go and like re-index those specific URLs when she made the updates or you just let Google crawl it on its own speed? Uh, you know, I, I try to, I, I don't, in some cases it doesn't, you don't have to care as much, but in that particular case, I, it really mattered to me. And I really wanted to see ideally if I would, get improvement or not, or unfortunately, sometimes you get the opposite. So I did manually submit those. Yes, I did. Yep. All right. And as far as like auditing the site and making a plan of attack, it wasn't like a super huge site, you know, with 70 articles, right, but exactly. still, that's yeah. quite a few if, if you were going to have to touch each one of them. So how did you go about prioritizing and, and <clears> figuring <throat> out what you were going to work on first? Yeah. So when I pulled my, uh, when I pulled up my site data, um, uh, like I said, I sorted by estimated monthly search volume and I just started going from highest to lowest and I went through one at a time from the top to the bottom and I started going down and I looked for what was uh, the best ones to go after as well as most relevant to that particular post that I knew that made sense for me to, to work towards. So I would just start at the top because they're sorted from highest to lowest volume and uh, also as well as uh, there was the, you know, I could see the difficulty score, but I also manually checked them and I'd say, okay, uh, is it realistic for me to go after this? If so, uh, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'd make a note and I would mark it and I would start, I would mark what my on-page optimization score was. And then when I was done, I would save a note about what I ended up with once I had done the work. So I, I had it before and then I had the after. And then uh, I would go to the next one down and I'd say, is this realistic for Strength the you know the profile of my site versus the competition. If it's a no, then I'll go down to the next one, and just like that, you know, logically, basically. And you're using Market Muse for optimization, yes. at least on this particular <clears throat> site. And yeah, I, I don't know your preference, but what what do you like about Market Muse? Uh, I mean, I do have some complaints about it because there's some like technical, but is some stuff. Um, you know, I originally started using it because uh, I got in on, on the AppSumo deal one day. We're offering a lifetime deal on that, but it's but also actually it's a, it's a, some guy. There's some people at the top, uh, some very successful people who preferred like currently John Dixstra, for example, the fact stacks guy. He likes it a lot. Um, 
I used it because uh, it's not always terribly user-friendly, user just, just to be honest, but the on-page optimization, once I tried it out, you know, you can't really argue with the results. So I'm using it mainly for questions. The questions feature is pretty good. It pulls up a lot of questions most of the time, which those can be subtopics or they can, you know, you can use them for more ideas as well. But the, the optimization tool is, it seems to be working very well. And there's no reason I wouldn't use Surfer, for example, or Phrase, but uh, Phrase, they change the user interface a little bit. And I find that a little bit more, I don't know, what's the word, obfuscated or something. Uh, Surfer, I didn't have to pay for Surfer just because I already had a lifetime on this. So, sure. You know. Okay. So, so some are good, some are bad. And it seems like a lot yeah. of the tools kind of work about the same. So it's like if you yeah, get exactly. the deal exactly. or the user yeah. interface preference or whatever. So Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Now, you were improving existing content. You right. told us how you prioritized it. Did you also start adding new content in parallel? I did. I did. Plus, I came up with some new ideas for some stuff that I went after. Okay. So I, okay. So I need to explain that when I originally started this site back when I started your course, or excuse me, I took your course. Uh, I was originally it was basically majority affiliate Amazon affiliate content, but now it's primarily informational content and um, ad revenue. <clears throat> so I worked on finding more, not terribly difficult, but not terribly low search volume. Uh, informational content that I could add. And then I also went, um, so there's some, some existing sites in my, in that niche that have been around for just years and years and years. And some of them are kind of ugly and they're kind of plain and boring. Um, and what happened was when I was looking, working on one of the optimization for one of my uh, top posts, uh, I noticed that a keyword related to, I don't want to give it away, but basically, like if you wanted to calculate something, sure, that keyword came up re relevant to my content, and that gave me an idea that I remember that um, because my niche is was a part time job for me before I got a college plus a hobby. That's how I know so much about it. I remember that a lot of websites out there have these little calculators, and they're actually not that great. And a matter of fact, they don't even have instructions sometimes. They're kind of ugly. I thought, well, you know what? What if I were to try going after some of these keywords and I pulled the keywords in my niche relevant to my you know, this, this general topic? And why don't I try going after one of those but, but do one better than those guys? And so I started adding uh, – I created a tools and resource page, and I started – I've got like a – uh, like four or five, uh, I created posts for them and put these little calculators in there along with some helpful information. The, the funny thing was this started off only as me saying, okay, my current post that I want to optimize to get my traffic up, I want to improve it. And I originally just created this calculator to put in one of my posts because it's like something that people look for help with mm -hmm. as opposed to just having like, like a picture or a chart or a table or something like that. I really want to go one, one better. But then I thought, well, you know, I could put this by itself. And then I thought, well, I've got these keywords and these other guys are doing it. Let me see if I can outdo them. And I did it and I created a bunch more and I actually outranked a few of them. I was really happy about that. And that drove some additional traffic, you know. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And a quick example for people who are like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. So I've been working on my cardio recently and there's something called a VO2 max, something oxygen usage or right. whatever, right? Elite athletes pay attention to it. I'm no elite athlete, but I, I was curious. Hey, I want to do some calculations on the VO2 max and then maybe like zone two training and that sort of thing. So if you go and Google zone two training calculator, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Hopefully that's exactly. not the niche that you're in, but no, that's- <laughs> there, there's, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. <laughs> there are calculators and it'll ask your age, a couple other pieces of information, yeah. and then it'll spit out your zone to heart rate range. So people, <clears throat> there may not be anything like in your specific niche, but if you think about it, you may come up with some ideas and certainly it yeah, absolutely. to other yeah, things. And al- although mine, tend to be more uh, complicated because I'm an engineer and I did the, I, I solved my equations and I rearranged equations. So uh, when I first started it, I gave it to the guy who created the plugin to do it for me before I started doing them myself. So mine do some more advanced, a little bit of uh, algebra or whatever, sometimes just some basic, some calculations. But the truth was that what was interesting was how many of those calculators people are searching for. There's a lot of search traffic just for very basic stuff. Like even just finding out how many square feet you have in your, your living room, X times Y, that right there is a calculator. There's people searching for that stuff. Okay. <laughs> just very basic stuff. You know, how many feet tall am I in meters? Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of stuff out there like that. There honestly is. I was, I was, you know, it's not rocket science. <laughs> Thanks to Ezoic for sponsoring this episode, especially their new product, Leap. Leap provides everything from optimization features to diagnostics so that websites can pass core web vitals. It was built for publishers, and in fact, it's free to people that monetize with Ezoic. And it allows visitors to load pages instantly using Ezoic Cloud to serve new core web vital friendly ads using lightning fast server side Ezoic edge technology. And basically, Ezoic helps your site load faster and get those green core web vitals. And you can also simplify speeding up your site and cut the cost. So you can optimize everything from code to content using the features designed to eliminate the need for costly third-party technology and plugins. And basically what happens, and this happened to me, you try to add more and more plugins to optimize, to maybe minimize your CSS or minimize your JavaScript or something like that. And you end up with several different plugins and technologies, but basically you can just use Leap. And generally, and this is the stats that Ezo excites, the average site is able to remove 3.5 optimization features, technologies, or plugins, saving them $250 per year when they are using Leap for free. So thanks a lot to Ezoic and be sure to check out Leap. And I, I think this attracted some backlinks, right? Yeah. Uh, so my post had popped up in a few places like a stack exchange before, but then I started seeing backlinks because uh, of what will happen was uh, you have something like that, especially, especially if it's a hobby or it's anything where people have a lot of questions or trying to figure something out. 
they'll they post they refer to it and post a link within a forum post, for example. So I started seeing some of those. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And did you actively <clears throat> try to get links to those calculators? You know, I didn't because I was also going uh, pretty steady with the new project as well. So you have to decide, you know, where am I going to put my time and effort? So maybe one day, but right now I was hoping that they're going to come naturally. That was my hope. Fingers crossed. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Right. <laughs> the Well, that was, you know, another part of the question. So sometimes people will add more content, improve content, and then jump onto link building to get some fresh links. So you kind of created link worthy content, which should help, but did you actively yeah. go out and pursue any other link building? Sounds like no, but I just want to confirm. No, not for a long time uh, because um, I think in that niche, it's a little bit better where it, it tends to draw some naturally. Well, I, I know that it's not always the case in others, but for that one, I haven't had that. I haven't had too much of an issue with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I think, yeah, that does make sense. And I don't know exactly what, what the niche is, but I know some industries and the communities may be a little tighter and they don't want yeah. people to go out. It'll seem very uh, sort of aggressive and spammy if you were trying to get links to it where I'm in a marketing area. Yeah, so that's people true. email me all the time. So, okay, very good. Now you improved some content, you yeah. added some smart calculators, <clears throat> you added more informational content right. and it, talk about the, the recovery. So you recovered roughly 20% of what you, or sorry, yeah. two thirds of what you lost recovered 20% right. of the total. Exactly. So I got back up to about 90 K per month. Yeah, that's right. So I, I went back, I went from 80, sorry, I went from, uh, I apologize. I went from about, I had gone down to roughly 70. So I got back up to about 90. Yeah. All right. But what, how long did it take? You know, it actually didn't take very long. It was like, um, let's just say two, two and a half, three weeks or something. It kind of, kind of gradually went like this, like very soft, I guess you could say. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing because I know sometimes I hear people do a, a similar thing to what you're talking about, and I think they might focus a little bit more on just adding new content and not improving the old content and optimizing. But many yeah. times I hear you know two to four months, and you're talking about weeks. Yeah. So how much time do you think you put in, <clears throat> say, per week? And I, I know it's been a few, several months, so if you just have a ballpark estimate that'd be good enough how much time per week yeah that was probably um okay i knocked out a couple posts plus the new stuff so let's just say that was uh not counting my the new project that so that was like let's just say that was three 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 days out of the week so that's like i don't know what uh 30 hours or something a week i guess 30 hours so a week. part of yeah part of it was part of it was optimization part of it was new content Okay. You're, yeah. you're still working 10 hour days, man. Uh, yes. So yeah, I, I had to, I was trying to do the one side and then I doing content planning for my new project. Gosh, it's so darn slow. That would take me two days just not to get to 20 outlines for that. Sure. So that's easily 20, 20 hours, 20 to 24 hours, just, just for new 20 new articles for the new, new site right there. So 
it goes quickly, you know, and, there, and there's always a little technical thing that pops up in, in between to kind of occupy some of your time, unfortunately, as well. Sure. Yeah, you're a hard worker. You know, I commend you for that, for sure. I, I tell you, it's, it's so different when you don't hate your work. It doesn't yeah. feel like real work. It's, tr- it's true. I know, I, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I swear it's true. And plus, I was uh, around kind of nice people, cool people, and that kind of makes it more interesting sometimes as well, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And I didn't ask you this before. Can you? Are you willing to share like the earnings, like what they were and what they are now? And did you recover most of what the earnings were? Oh uh, yeah. Let me. I apologize that I. It's been a while since I looked at the numbers. I've been so focused on. Yeah. <laughs> you moving forward? Uh, just ballpark. I think you it. Know, yeah. Let's just say it was uh, ad revenue was somewhere so just under four for ad revenue. So with uh, Amazon stuff, that brings it to look. 45, let's just say 4,500 to a little bit under five because the first year wasn't as good as it could have been, you know? Okay. Something like that. It's pretty much recovered. Yeah. Right on. Yep. Very cool. Well, I think that's about it for this one. Do you have any other thoughts, Marty? Just, uh, I will say that, you know, what helped me a lot was, uh, my, I, when I, so when you're when I was doing keyword research and just browsing stuff in SERPs in the search results, taking notes of other sites out there, a lot of ideas came from that as well as be open minded. Don't think don't think within a box. Think about what these other sites are doing because I was really surprised what's out there and I got a whole bunch of new ideas just from that. I kind of put them away in, you know, on the side for later, but some of those actually helped me to do this. As a matter of fact, Very so. Cool. Yeah, don't don't always think in terms of uh, the same old same old. You might be surprised. There's probably something else you can do, hopefully, to get your traffic back up, or even you know grow your site more and bring even more money. Well said. And you've been working on a new site. We can't get into it today, yeah. but a new site, hundred <clears throat> percent info, all outsourced, yes. low competition keywords. So yep. hopefully we'll be able to catch up soon. So everyone, you know, keep an eye out for that episode that'll be hopefully coming out in a few weeks or a month or so. So Marty, this has been great. We'll catch uh, up yeah. soon. Appreciate Thanks, it. man. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot to Marty. It's always good to catch up with him. And I think I mentioned it in the interview, but he woke up or stayed up very late to do that interview with me. So thanks, Marty, whenever you listen to this. I definitely appreciate it. For me personally, that would be insane. I I go to bed really early, probably like 9 to 10 at night, and I wake up relatively early. And to do an interview at the time that you did one would be uh, kind of a train wreck, I suspect. And then I would probably have to catch up on my sleep for like three days. It it would impact me that much. So I really appreciate it, buddy. And cool thing, Marty's coming back on for another one before too long. He had so many stories to tell me we couldn't fit it all into one episode. And I thought this recovery after losing 30% of the traffic was one of the, you know, more compelling ones. The others are very interesting, but this one is a question that we get all the time. People ask about it constantly. So before I let you go, thanks everyone who's been telling other people about the show. I could tell more people are downloading it, which is cool. 
Thanks for the folks that are leaving reviews on iTunes or the podcast player or whatever. Much appreciated as well. And if you think people would find this podcast interesting, this episode specifically, or other ones like it, or you know any of the, I think we're up to like 300 some odd uh, episodes now. So 340 something. So at this point, there's plenty of stuff to go back to. You can listen to random stories. Remember when Tiger King was out? I recorded a few episodes about that. I mean, there's some weird stuff out there, but there's some good ones too. And I think in the last couple months, there have been some really excellent episodes, some very good guests. I don't, uh, I don't think I could take all the credit. I would love to, but the guests have been bringing it uh, pretty, pretty hot, and the shows have been amazing. So thanks a lot. Tell a friend, share in a Facebook group if you find something interesting. I definitely appreciate it. We'll catch you all in the next episode.